0: It's Monday, February 28th, 2022, the 404th day of dystopia. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. So what an exciting weekend. We have the Avengers swooping in to save Ukraine tremendous threats from all these great world powers that are going to throw Vladimir Putin off his game once and for all. But before we get to any of that stuff, the real State of the Union was on Saturday night. The actual president, the one who won the 2020 election and never conceded to the fake president, the man pretending to be president, the man who campaigned from his basement, stood up and gave the State of the Union at CPAC. And honestly, it may well have been Donald Trump's best speech in terms of the entire package and delivery and everything. His inauguration speech in January 2017 was excellent. There have been many excellent speeches. His speech at Mount Rushmore On July 3rd, 2020, was excellent. But for me, this speech was just dropping one bomb after another on the entire global communist agenda and narrative. And it was wonderful to behold. I'm going to share some clips of that with you. But I don't want to spend too much time on the speech because I feel like people have already heard it. just want to make sure that if you haven't, You get some of the highlights and then we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about the situation developing across the world between two countries who are not in any way America's allies. So let's hear a bit from Donald Trump, the actual president who won the election in 2020 and then never conceded, even though the media tried very, 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 very hard to make it seem like he did, and like he's crazy, and like there was no election fraud anywhere. Joe Biden got 81 million real legal American votes, and everybody knows it.
2: And they'll continue, and we will all continue together to make America great again. We had it done. The election was rigged. They've undone some of it, not all of it. They'll never be able to do all of it because we'll be acting long before they can do all of it. It was up to them. They'd do everything they could to destroy our country. But we can build it back again quickly and even better than before. So the
0: election was rigged, and of course it was. They've undone some of it, but not all of it. They'll never be able to undo all of it because we'll be acting before then. Now, what could he mean? Sounds to me like it might have something to do with this.
2: But we can never really bring our country back unless we get an honest media because they are like the policing agent and they refuse to air scandal. They refuse to air. and it will be interesting to see what's going to happen over the next three weeks or four weeks as one of the worst scandals ever, I call it the crime of the century, ballot harvesting as it gets released and it's all on tape, it's all on tape. And truth to vote, I want to thank those incredible women for the job, Catherine and all of them for the job they've done. It's incredible. But that'll be released very soon. Everything is on tape. Even the pictures are taken of the people stuffing the ballot boxes because without the pictures they don't get paid. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of votes In each swing state, they focus, they say on the swing, the swing states. And you know what? They probably did others, too. But the swing states was the focus.
0: So a lot of things will be developing in the next three to four weeks. One of those things sounds like it will be, at least I think that this is what he's referring to, the release of a Dinesh D'Souza documentary where he follows the work of True the Vote, and True the Vote is the organization that has been operating in at least six states in the country. They have compiled cell phone geolocation data to follow the little rings of ballot harvesters in various communist enclave cities and Tracking them as they deliver ballots to Mark Zuckerberg's drop boxes. And they do have it on film. They do know who the people are. These crimes are actually being pursued. And that's the part that people don't understand. Okay, and I'm just going to go briefly into this. I know I've said it before, but when you're thinking about these things, so many people that I interact with, they'll hear a new one of these stories and they'll be like, yeah, but nothing ever happens. And I don't understand, honestly. I understand that you might not be paying attention. So it feels like nothing ever happens. And it feels like there is this massive collection of disparate facts that all prove election fraud happened. You agree that it's right, but you are blackpilled in some sense. And you think that nothing can ever happen because it's been 14, 15 months and we are still dealing with all this. Now, I don't think that's right, and I don't even think it's a sensible argument. I don't think anyone making that argument could actually go deep in trying to explain their position because I think that that position is just at bottom uninformed, okay? And here's what I'm saying to simplify it as much as possible. Let's take the case of Ruby Freeman, for instance, and her daughter, Wandria Shea Moss, if I'm remembering correctly. It's probably Wandrea, but I call her Wandria. It's going to be okay. She committed a grave crime against America. It doesn't matter if she's insulted. So we've had that video for 15 months now. Probably came out within the first month or so after the November 3rd, 2020 election. And that video shows very clearly that the counting room had been cleared out. Everyone was gone except for, I think, four people. And Ruby and Wandria were two of them. And after everyone was gone because of the, the water main break that turned out to be a leaky toilet in a massive arena with enough capacity to have ample bathroom space For 20,000 people who would be attending a basketball game at one time, for instance. But the water main break slash leaky toilet shut down the count. Yes, it is election day for president and countless other offices. Well, not countless. Somebody can count them. I haven't. But despite how important a day it was how critical it was to determining our nation's future, there was a toilet leaking somewhere in the arena. So they kicked everybody out of the counting rooms. They had the media go home. They said, we're going to finish this tomorrow. They cleared out the room. They went back into the room and Ruby Freeman and her daughter and the people they were with pulled the suitcases right out from under the table. They took all those ballots out and then they started feeding them through the machines over and, over and over and over and over and over again. They worked for a couple of more hours. Then they sent their vote totals in. That changed the outcome of the election as it was reported on television. And everyone woke up in the morning to Joe Biden winning Georgia from his basement. Yes, Almost all the election employees in cities around Georgia were hired by a temp firm that Stacey Abrams is a part owner in, and the election was run completely counter to the Georgia Constitution. And these are just small examples of fraud in Georgia. But we were told that all of that has been debunked. Republican Gabriel Sterling and Republican Brad Raffensperger. They took to the airwaves and said, we speak for all Republicans in saying that the video you saw was a video you didn't see. It's a conspiracy theory. And now we have debunked it by telling you that with an R next to our names. No problem. And everybody thinks, oh, my God, nothing is going to happen. Look at that video. Tell us that video is true. Arrest those women. Perp walk them. Everybody will understand that fraud was committed and we can take the whole thing down. Well, I get it. If that happened, they would have had all of those court dates extended and extended and extended and extended. And had they gone as hard as possible, people still would have forgotten about it because that is where the system is at under communist control. And I know people get that part and they're like, yeah. That's why nothing's happening. That's why nothing's going to happen. Got it. Okay. I understand. I understand the position. But here's the thing. What we have is a massive transnational criminal enterprise that is running election fraud, not only in the United States, but in other countries as well. Okay. This is the stuff the global communists do. There are multiple parts of the color revolution playbook and stolen elections is just one part. BLM Antifa, that's another part. The disinformation operation that they stage through propaganda media, that's another part. Infiltrating the systems of government and legal power, that's another part. George Soros does all of this with his organization and with countless NGOs who who essentially wash money and dilute responsibility for all of this criminal behavior. They do it everywhere. It is set up very much like a mafia or a drug cartel. These are all the same things and they are all intertwined and they do operate together in service of the cause of the global communist agenda. So if you have a mafia and you have knowledge and videotape of low-level mafia members committing small crimes, right? Like Johnny Hammer Time stole a Clark bar from a mobile station and you've got him on film. Oh, go get him. He's in the mafia, right? Well, that wouldn't make any sense, would it? He's certainly going to commit bigger crimes. Why not wait? Let him commit a bigger crime and then see where that leads. And at that point, maybe you have him on video and people are going to say, hey, didn't you see this way bigger crime he committed? Stop him. And it's like, okay, well, we could stop him or we could see what that bigger crime connects to. And maybe he's involved in other bigger crimes. And maybe at some point we can catch him and then we can flip him. But we'll just leave him out there on the street so that he can continue to do crimes because he's going to tell us about these other crimes. And sooner or later, you do that in enough points from low level mafia members and you work your way up. You get an idea of what the exact structure is like and how many different tentacles it has and you work your way up to the top. That's how you build a case. That's how Rudy Giuliani used Rico to take down the mob when he was a prosecutor. And as I talked about on Friday, that answer I know is not going to be satisfactory for a lot of people. And I think that that's because they haven't paid attention to all of this step by step carefully throughout the process. And I don't fault anybody for that because it takes a whole lot of time. But if you have full information on what has been going on on all of these different levels in all of these different places with all of these different issues and Let's be clear. There are 10 to 15 to 20 different ways, maybe even more in every single state, and they differ slightly. All right. It's just a lot to understand. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unravel. So if you are trying to take down a criminal enterprise of this magnitude about something so protected and so important with all of kind of the safety structure that they need to be able to continue with their criminal activity, it's going to take a long time. It is a massive operation. Now, if they had gone hard after these people, right from the very beginning, maybe, maybe, you could have created enough public sentiment to be able to take down the fake administration just right away and replace that with a proper administration. And people believe that That scenario would have prevented all of the terrible stuff we're seeing in the world as the result of having a fake president. Now, that might be true. Okay, it's plausible. I that is not my opinion, but I understand why people would argue that it makes sense to me. I think that none of this can be done, that none of this will be finalized until enough people. And that's probably somewhere between 85 and 95 percent of the public at least have some common understanding that election fraud happened. That COVID was almost exclusively a lie. That the vaccine is not very safe and effective and may well be poison. That QAnon are not demonic cult members trying to destroy society. Like people have to let go of so many things that make them think the other side is evil. They don't understand that they're evil. Okay, so they would be told by the media if Trump had made a move earlier, if the America First movement, whether it's military or whoever else is on Trump's side, if a move was made earlier, the media would tell them that Donald Trump and the military are staging a coup against America the same way that they're saying right now that Vladimir Putin is attacking the Ukrainian people and he's trying to seize control of their entire country. I don't believe that at all, but they're saying it. And they would say the same thing to Americans. Think about all the people who were just absolutely insane last year about January 6th, right? The biggest attack on our citadel of democracy since the Civil War. Like, okay, okay. I understand. You memorized everything the television is saying, I get it. I can see your Ukraine flag on your Instagram. I understand that you're a deep thinker, (laughs) but think about how crazy those people were last year about that. All right. That is very real hatred for their fellow Americans. It doesn't matter if it's unwitting or they don't know. They still feel very self-righteous in that opinion. And in the last year, that sentiment on their side has decreased dramatically and in very important ways. If we're supposed to move forward together as a country, right? Eventually, those people are going to understand what it is they've done, what it is they've said, the slandering, the bullying, the censorship. And they're going to need to figure out a way to continue on in society when everybody knows that's what they've done. All right. Some of them are going to wake up and apologize. And some of them will commit their lives to not making those mistakes again and actually helping to heal this country. And that is what we need. We need as many of them as possible. Okay. So that to me is what this period is all about. And I didn't think that from day one. If you've been listening for long enough, you certainly know that I wanted them to go in and get the job done and put Trump back in office because this is the greatest crime in world history. Okay? But I, like many of you, took a step back, reassessed, and said, you know what? All right, I'm going to hold the line. We are going to get through this. The American people are going to press forward. We are going to seek truth, we are going to find truth, and we are going to spread truth. And through that, we will be able to recapture parts of our family, our friends, and our neighbors, and they are going to come back into the fold because ultimately, once the cobwebs clear from their eyes, they are going to want to live in a nice country too. And they are not going to want to spend the rest of their lives being the people they've been for the last five years. You have to have enough faith in people's ability to find an underlying decency, okay? So that is why it needs to go slow. That and the RICO structure, which is what I am certain is going on, do I know absolutely 100%? No, but... Come on, it's coming. That stuff is why the reaction to new information like a very glossy, very watchable documentary explaining the ballot harvesting operation around the entire nation that happened entirely in violation of election law. Hundreds of thousands of ballots in all different states that should have never been counted. That is not some small piece of information and nothing's happening. Nothing's happening for you because you're not telling people. Okay. Tell people what's happening. Make it clear to them that it's important. They watch Because this stuff is what our future collectively depends on. And if you know people, if you have people in your life, like in friend groups, at least, I mean, you can't just give up on family, for instance, right? But in friend groups, if you have people who still aren't even willing to look at any of this, I mean, you got to figure out. The friendship is coming to an end at some point. Are you going to wait around until they get actually dangerous? I wouldn't. So, yeah, we have to be patient on some level because this stuff takes time to work out. It's not just about the 2020 election. It's about making sure these things can never happen again. And if Donald Trump and Mike Pence were in the White House with their administration, you know, sure. A lot of things would be different, but the nation would still be fighting over everything. The media would be telling everybody that Donald Trump was the problem. He still wouldn't have gotten rid of all of the other illegitimate politicians sitting in offices all around the country. And the election fraud argument would be off the table because he would still be there. And people's attitude would be, yeah, well, okay, fine. But like Trump's back in office, what more do you want? Well, I want to live in a country with no election fraud. That's what I want. That's what everyone should want. That's what the goal is. The goal is not about Trump, except to the extent that Trump won and justice is served by Trump being president. And you got to understand courts in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin have already deemed the 2020 election unconstitutional. The election was carried out through rules, election rules and fake election laws that weren't election rules and election laws because they didn't go through the state legislatures. That's two massive swing states just done if there was political pressure behind them. But there's not enough political pressure because people aren't talking about it because everybody says, yeah, well, it can't happen. I listened to a constitutional expert on MSNBC, and they said, can't happen. Can't happen. Okay, but those are the people who told you to wear a mask. Back to the Trump speech.
2: Use big tech to censor you. They use the deep state to spy on you. They use the intelligence agencies to frame you. They use the media to slander you. They use the legal system to persecute you. You, It is a persecution. They rig elections to disenfranchise you and destroy you and ruin your lives. I've seen the anger and the hatred and the horror at the 2020 election. All the while they claim as they are the ones defending democracy. They say they are the ones that are going to defend your democracy and your justice. It's a lot of bullshit. That's what it is.
0: Indeed. So let's move on from the election. This nation belongs
2: to you, belongs to you. It was patriots like you that built this country. And it's patriots like you that are going to save our country. So to all of those who think that they can coerce and subjugate the citizens of this land, hear these words from me tonight. The people of America will not surrender our borders. We will not surrender our culture. We will not surrender our faith. We will not surrender our values. We will not surrender our history. We will not surrender our liberty. And above all, we will not surrender our children to the small band of bullies and extremists who want to tell everyone else what to do. We are done with the fascists and communists and socialists. And we are done with their distorted visions for America. It's time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We want our country to be great again. We want our country to be respected again. We are a laughing stock all over the world today. One year ago, we were respected like never before. We are a laughing stock. The
0: fascists, socialists, and communists. Well, isn't that interesting? I have been an extremist. I haven't understood the terms. I haven't understood the situation for so long. It's my problem. I can't just be... Calling people commies simply because they support the global communist agenda? That's rude. And they're not communists. They're capitalists. Look at their Teslas. Look at the pictures of them in their clothes and them on vacation and them at nice restaurants. They can't be communists. Look how much fun they're having. They don't seem like those communists who come home from the factory all covered in soot and then meet in little basements about how they're all going to own companies together. So they can't be communists. That's what communists are. But on a serious note, it has always been the same thing. It has always been clearly the same thing. And that's why I started saying it so long ago. Now, Donald Trump has been saying versions of those things for quite a while, and I appreciate that, obviously. But the influencer class on the right, the Candace Owenses of the world. They've started saying communist. She started it a few months ago and more people are becoming comfortable with describing what it is now. They're less scared. Things seem a little safer. Maybe they're not going to immediately be kicked out of the party of false decorum for telling the truth. And so they're coming out of hiding. Oh, it's so great, influencers. Thanks for joining us. It's important to tell the truth about what we are seeing. It doesn't matter if the truth feels dangerous. It only matters whether or not it's true. And it always has been true. It didn't just become true now that more people are saying it, although I am very happy Donald Trump is, and I'm very happy that he's talking about fascism in particular, because that's what it is when the corporations combine with the state to control everyone and make sure the system only works to benefit them. And that's what's happening in Canada. And he pointed that out explicitly. And that was excellent. But here is what I think the moment of this State of the Union speech at CPAC really was, and it followed directly after the end of the last clip I just
2: played. In summation and in closing, as your president, I instituted...
0: That was the biggest applause line of the night. And the applause happened because of what we'll just call a pregnant pause. He must have just stopped because it was the rhythm he was on. It was nothing behind it. He didn't feel like letting that linger for a moment. I mean, sure, Donald Trump is a great showman. Even the people on the left would say that the people who hate Trump would still say, oh, well. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess he's an effective carnival barker if you're into that sort of thing and dumb enough to believe him. Donald Trump's a showman. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he got exactly the right reaction. Donald Trump, for all intents and purposes, is the president. No one looks to Joe Biden for leadership anywhere, ever. Joe Biden was not legally elected. He was not legally certified. And he was not legally inaugurated. That's been clear from the beginning. And I don't just mean people have had that opinion from the beginning. I mean, we know that votes were fraudulently certified. We know that state houses like Michigan's prevented alternate slates of electors from even coming into the building. They barred the doors. We know the inauguration was just a staged event for television. They didn't even do things at the right time or in the right order. And we all saw the debacle of January 6th, where they prevented the world from seeing the objections to the election fraud that were supposed to occur in the joint session of Congress, and they went ahead and pushed the certification through. Every little bit of the process that made Joe Biden fake president was illegal. It was based on fraud. Everything emanating from that fraud is also illegal. And the same argument as before applies. Things are happening. It takes a long time. You got to get it all. This is not what we all would have wanted. But we will see and we are seeing that we are going to get the best possible result. And the best possible result makes all of this really difficult time worth it. So let's move to Russia and Ukraine. And I want to start out by playing clips. One is from MSNBC. One is from Fox. You might recognize the voices of the people talking and understand which channel is which. But try to ignore that. And just listen to what they're saying, what things they agree on, what things they might disagree on. Just focus on that. All right. I'm just going to play the two of the clips back to back and then we'll talk about it.
2: The world is on edge watching the deadly assault on Ukraine. President Vladimir Putin has ordered Russia's nuclear forces to be on high alert, increasing their readiness to launch. The move raises the threat that the war in Ukraine could boil over into a full scale nuclear war. Ukrainian soldiers and civilians are fighting back against Russian forces, doing all they can to slow Putin's advance and preserve their autonomy and liberty. But more than 300 have already been killed, including children. Calls for peace echo across the globe as the Western world condemns the unprovoked invasion of a sovereign country.
3: As the Russian invasion began, Ukraine's President Zelensky said what the world was hearing was the sound of the Iron Curtain falling down and closing Russia from the other civilized world. Vladimir Putin has made it clear he intends to reverse the fall of the Soviet Empire. So will he really stop in Ukraine? Overnight, the Russians continued their heavy bombing of Kiev and other cities and have moved into Kharkiv, the country's second largest city. But they haven't taken over a city yet. The big story right now is the fierce resistance by Ukrainian fighters led by President Zelensky, who have bloodied the Russians' noses, and slowed their advance. Military uh, military aid to Ukraine is now pouring in. And late yesterday, the United States and its allies finally moved to cut Russia mostly off from the critical swift banking system. There is a carve out for Italy and Germany for their energy transactions. There are so many unanswered questions. Will Putin move into former Soviet republics like Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania, all of which are now members of NATO? Is NATO ready to confront Russia militarily? If He makes that move. What effect, if any, will U.S. sanctions have on Putin's strategy? More importantly, what kind of advice is Putin getting? And is he acting rationally? Is he all there? And most importantly, is a Washington already divided against itself, even able to tackle this crisis?
0: So to solve the mystery that you're surely thinking about, which one was which? Well, the first was Fox News. That was Trey Gowdy last evening on Fox setting up the narrative for his show, and then that was Chuck Todd from Meet the Press setting up the other side of the central narrative. But they agree on a bunch of things, and it's important to think about what it means when the mainstream media is in agreement about an issue, especially a critical one. And we can think back over the last few years what sorts of things Fox News and MSNBC and CNN and the mainstream newspapers, everything from the Washington Post and the L.A. Times, and the New York Times to the Wall Street Journal, which is the very conservative paper. Well, they agreed about everything in terms of the covid narrative. Yes, Fox put some people out slightly before MSNBC and CNN did to say that masks probably don't work and that the vaccines might not be as effective as we thought. And it's possible that they may cause some injuries. And they came around eventually. They're getting closer to some touch on reality that they've avoided for the last two years. But Fox lied about the COVID narrative just as much as MSNBC and CNN and the rest. They lied about the election. Brett Baer called Arizona early completely changing the public's understanding before they went to bed of where the election actually was at. They played a major role in stealing that election for Joe Biden. And the media on both sides agreed that the COVID vaccine was very safe and effective and that everyone should take it. And where are we with that now? What will their responsibility be As the vaccine narrative unwinds and becomes fully exposed. Well, they've all aligned on all of these things for a specific reason. It's because they are doing whatever it takes to maintain the central narrative. The central narrative is the one that helps the global communist agenda. Fox News is not a journalism organization fighting for the truth. They are a propaganda organization, first and foremost, that exists to appeal to people with slightly different tastes than people who watch MSNBC. Their only goal is to keep people addicted to the central narrative. They don't care if they learn other small things. They don't care if they have slightly different views or beliefs or opinions. They want to make sure that everybody knows The central things Russia was unprovoked and has gone into Ukraine to attack the Ukrainian people. The people we were told were armed. 10,000 guns were given out to civilians and they are bravely fighting to keep Russia out of Kyiv. And they'll show us a picture of a grandmother fighting, and they'll show us a picture of people in civilian clothes with their guns up going through a field like they're on drills. But does anyone believe that a grandmother with a gun is being tasked to patrol the streets of Kiev and shoot at Russian soldiers just because she's patriotically committed to the perfect Ukrainian government of everyone's hero, Vladimir Zelensky? Well, no, of course not. That's utterly absurd. It's absurd to the point where you know it's not happening. But we are led to believe it must be happening. Have you seen evidence of the Russian military slaughtering these citizens? You're telling me that the military of a superpower nation Has gone into Ukraine and been pushed back by civilians with guns? I suppose it's possible that they might change their strategies based on that sort of phenomenon actually emerging. Not that I believe in any way that it has, but it's not going to stop them if they're trying to take over a country and they don't care about civilian casualties. But don't think about that. Just know that it is happening because they say it's happening and both sides are saying it. So somewhere in there, part of it must be true. I would suggest to you that both sides of the uh, communist global propaganda state media, when they are pushing the same narrative, that's one of the best indications that what they're saying is a lie. And let's think about how the narrative has advanced since the show on Friday. On Friday, we were being told that there was a strong chance Vladimir Putin and the Russian army would take Kyiv that night. Kyiv would fall, the fall of Kyiv. And Vladimir Zelensky, well, he was going to stay and bravely fight against the Russian troops himself with all of his civilian army that they had just raised the day before. Hey, here's a gun. Where's the ammo depot? Don't know. But now you have a gun. So you're part of the army. You're going to push Vladimir Putin all the way back to Russia with his tail between his legs because he looks different now, according to Sean Hannity, or he doesn't seem to be all there, maybe a little crazy. According to Chuck Todd, Vladimir Putin, who we've always known is a ruthless KGB agent, a steely eyed, cold blooded military operator who is very clever, very crafty. He gets what he wants and he does it by force, except this time he is just running back to Russia with his tail between his legs because he didn't know that a comedic actor was going to take up arms and fight with his army of 10,000 civilians who had just been raised that day. And don't you know, they brought in reinforcements today. They released all sorts of criminals with weapons training out of prison. And they're going to give them guns too. They're probably going to kick the Russian army's ass all the way back to Moscow. And you got to assume that those very violent criminals are very dangerous and very deadly, and they are surely committed to the patriotic cause of defending the global communist state of Ukraine. Now, they're not quite as dangerous as the criminals Gavin Newsom and other Democrat governors released from their prisons and then handed those criminals mail-in ballots. They're not quite that dangerous. They don't actually have the power to help overthrow a duly elected president, but they are very, 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 very dangerous. So the city of Kiev was supposed to be taken over on Friday night, according to our media and according to the comedic actor who is president through election fraud of Ukraine. But the days have passed. Friday night turned into Saturday, Saturday into Saturday night, Saturday night into Sunday. And here we are now on Monday in the evening in Ukraine and Kiev still has not fallen. How could it be? We were told that Kiev would surely fall to Vladimir Putin's vast army, but now it hasn't. Well, what is the reason for that? Well, it's got to be that Vladimir Putin underestimated the strength and bravery of the Ukrainian people. He's been planning this operation for months or years, but he made all these fatal mistakes. He didn't plan properly. He had no idea, none whatsoever, that the citizens of Ukraine might be given weapons and they're just so brave after being inspired. By the comedic actor, that Vladimir Putin's whole plan has been thwarted. So, sure, that's possible. Maybe Vladimir Putin is an incompetent leader. Maybe he is showing his true self after so many years. Or maybe it's all a ruse and he's doing the bidding of Klaus Schwab as a former participant in the World Economic Forum. And I should remind people, Trump spoke twice at the World Economic Forum, just for the record. It actually is good to go on enemy territory and tell them there is no way we will ever let you win. That is actually a good thing for presidents to do. But the media could be right. Or the World Economic Forum theory could be right. Or it could just be that the media was lying on Friday about Kiev falling And they're lying today about the reasons why Kyiv hasn't fallen. We know what the reasons they've given us over the weekend are. Well, Russia ran out of gas, you see. The ghost of Kiev. He flew around in his jet and he was just taking Russian fighters out of the air like Tom Cruise. If only Tom Cruise had done the voiceover work for the video game that the ghost of Kiev story was pulled from. Adam Kinzinger tweeted it out. That's hilarious. But they really tried to say that footage from a video game was real and proved that Russia was suffering enormous casualties. Their whole plan had been thwarted. And we've been getting stories about this all weekend. We've got Ukrainian models in pictures with their guns, and we are being told that they have helped to defeat the Russian forces. Of course, it was the hot people. Got to be the hot people. And we know that uh, that uh Volodymyr Zelensky is very, very brave. He's a comedic actor just like us. And now he's playing his greatest role of all time, brave president. That's how we know it's real. Because that's what we would do if we were in his position too. And Putin must be reacting to all of these very powerful sanctions. They're trying to cut him off from the SWIFT system, but, you know, not if it compromises their ability to get Russian oil. They don't want to they don't want to cut him off that much. The countries that don't buy oil from Russia using the SWIFT system, which means the other ones who aren't Germany and Italy, but yeah, some of the other ones, too. They're going to maybe consider cutting Russia off from the SWIFT system. You see, all the sanctions have all these little carve outs so they can say that they did something very, very powerful, but that it doesn't actually affect anything. And that's pretty much what they do with all of their policies. But sure, that stopped Putin. And then one country after the next commits to sending aid. Ooh, we're going to send 5000 helmets, put them on the civilians. We're going to send defense aid. They're trying to get three point six billion dollars in the American Congress right now to send over to Ukraine as defense aid. Well, what's that going to do? That's like calling the police and being like, help, help, my house is being robbed. And they say, yeah, I mean, we're pretty busy ever since we got defunded, but we're going to mail you a voucher for." A gun and for an alarm system. And once you get that, then just go get your gun license, purchase a gun, and you got to get your own ammo. Sorry. And uh, get that alarm system set up. And I think that your robbery problem by that point will be totally solved. And all of this seems plainly to be an escalation of the threats from the fake administration, from the European NATO allies about what they're going to do if Vladimir Putin keeps going. Well, he hasn't stopped at any point so far. None of those sanctions or promises of aid have done anything whatsoever. And most of them aren't even implemented in the sense that they could actually be providing help right now in real time. There are only announcements. And then the news reports the announcement. And then people think, oh, yeah, they're striking back against Putin. I stand with Ukraine. And then they reported that Vladimir Putin was readying his nuclear forces. But to be precise, he said he was raising his nuclear deterrent forces. They're trying to claim that Vladimir Putin is considering a nuclear first strike because they are still trying to convince the world, as Chuck Todd was, that Vladimir Putin's goal is to take over Ukraine and then take over Latvia and Estonia and other NATO nations so that he can be accused of bringing war to Europe. And in various countries, they are banning Russian media outlets. YouTube, the big tech companies are demonetizing videos from RT. Twitter is shutting people down left and right because they're not repeating the narrative. And we are supposed to believe that this enhanced censorship is all justified. It is all a good thing because it's all helping to thwart the very dangerous Vladimir Putin. And it should tell you something that. The United States and its NATO allies believe their best strategy to make Putin stop what he's doing after having already shown and promised that they will not be sending troops. Joe Biden said that straight up. There's no reason to believe that the U.S. is prepared in any way to go send American troops to war to preserve the sovereign borders of Ukraine. There's no reason to believe that whatsoever. And the sanctions have done virtually nothing because Russia is is moving to its own payment systems with China, by the way. And they are exporters of oil that European nations need to run their countries. So all of these threats sound powerful, but in actuality are not powerful. There was a quote out yesterday from the European Union head of foreign affairs, he said, we cannot block the reserves of the Russian Central Bank in Moscow or in China. In the last year, Russia has been placing their reserves in places where we can't block them. Russia has been preparing for sanctions financially. Well, that's an admission that the sanctions don't do anything and he's not scared of them. So why are you even proposing them? But let me circle right back around to the point I was making. And that's that They believe their best strategy at this point is simply to control the information stream to make people believe that their story is true. This is an active effort on their part. And in almost every issue, the global communists have faced in the last few years more censorship, more shame, more slandering, more bullying. That was all they were ever doing to respond the entire time. If they didn't have censorship, none of this would be happening because no one would believe a damn thing they say, which is important to keep in mind while you're thinking, oh, well, yeah, but maybe Fox News is right this time. Okay, if they are, how come the counter narratives to what they're saying are being censored by the global communists? If Fox News was telling the truth the world as they describe it would map onto reality, and it doesn't at all. All of the things that they are saying cannot all be true. And in fact, none of them are true. That is where you should start by default. But we're not quite there as a society yet. We still have all of the influencer class of people all of the people most committed to the party of false decorum the people who posted their black squares the people who posted the pictures of their mail-in ballots they support every single cause there is because they're such good people and such independent thinkers that they're going to help the world rise out of the anachronistic single-minded prejudices of old and now their new cause is ukraine And they know it's right because everyone like them agrees. Everyone on both sides who's exactly like them agrees. That's when you know you're right. And fortunately, they get to have a common enemy. And now they're seeing the chattering class in D.C., the people from the think tanks, the people who help support the military industrial complex. They are actually suggesting that regime change in Russia is necessary. Not only do we need to preserve Ukraine's sovereign borders, we actually need to send our army to Russia and depose Vladimir Putin for however long it takes. The United States military and the American people should expend whatever blood and treasure necessary on however long a timeline to make sure that Russia falls to the global communist order because Russia as a sovereign nation is just too dangerous. You see Russia has absolutely no right to strike at the global communist infrastructure set up in Ukraine, a country whose maps were drawn by the global communists, and the global communists have placed military infrastructure and bioweapons labs throughout Ukraine. He's not allowed to strike at those because Ukraine has sovereign borders. But the US can go into Russia to take out Vladimir Putin on behalf of the global communist order. And that's totally okay. And it's okay to all of the Instagrammers out there just acting like little princes and princesses. This situation has upset them so much that we need to send the army there. Send the army. Ah, Send the army. Why aren't you sending the army? Kill him. Kill them all. Lunatics. Lunatics and they're lunatics for show. They don't even understand that a moral connection exists between advocating for war with a sovereign superpower and their own personal self-identification as peace lovers and anti-war. These people are so stupid and so detached from reality that they think the anti-war stance is to go into Russia with our military to try to depose Vladimir Putin. And they believe this because they believe the television. And the television tells them, "Oh, Ukraine, they're just a little underdog. The big bad wolf man from Russia is picking on the cute comedic actor and all his people." And that's it. The thought doesn't need to go any further. Any news that comes in is news that supports their case from both sides. And they just stand there, clapping like seals at SeaWorld. Oh, President Zelensky, what a powerful hero. I have never seen such a brave comedic actor. Hey, child brains, the last time the media told you someone was this much of a hero, it was Anthony Fauci. And you fell for it then, too. Now, in the interest of not making this episode super long, I'm going to save a segment I was going to do today, and I'll just go ahead and do it tomorrow. I talked about for some background, if you want to go back and check it out, if you haven't heard the episode I did a few weeks ago with Cash Patel, I would suggest going back and listening to that because I'm going to go much deeper on the idea of the good twin versus the evil twin and using that as a way to interpret what's going on with the world. So we'll save that for tomorrow. And in the meantime, rather than trying to figure out what the mainstream media agrees on and assuming that that must be kind of true in some sense, consider what you're seeing and what you're reading in the headlines as This is what the global communist state propaganda media wants me to believe. All right. Because they're not doing all of this for the benefit of the comedic actor and the people of Ukraine who don't seem to be the target of Vladimir Putin's aggression at all. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president.
2: In my mind, that's the end game.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, download the Telegram Messenger app and go to t.me slash I'm your moderator. I'm on Gab, Getter, Rumble, and BitChute at I'm Your Moderator. You can find my writing at I'mYourModerator.substack.com and the merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash Cancel-Couture. If you'd like to support the show financially, there is a crypto wallet address in the episode description or go to ko-fi.com slash I'mYourModerator ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator, And I'll see you again soon out on the ring. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's noon!
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.